my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200 k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. I'm off my game today. No, you're not. That's true. People are going to have to start making better content. I think we're going to be talking about this for a long time. When you program for everyone, you program for no one. I think it's that we're a purpose-driven platform. Like, we're trying to get to substance. How okay. was that? Are you happy with that? Yeah. This is marketing therapy right now. It, it really is. <laughs> What's up? I'm Laura Currency. And I'm Alexa Kristen. Welcome back to Adlandia. Post can. Post can. We're, we're canning oh. it up. We are back and having a very candid can discussion with a number of people who were out in the south of France. First up, we're going to have three delegates who are part of HP's More Like Me initiative um, who are going to talk about diversity in the industry and what their experience was like going through a program that highlighted the work, that highlighted important conversations around diversity, and just overall what their thoughts and experiences were as as first-time young people who got the experience of a lifetime. And then second up, we have one of our faves and consultant of all consultants, Lindsay Slaby from Sunday Dinner, coming in talking about this 
really just amazingly clear-headed article that she wrote about has the you know agency model been kind of sitting under our noses the whole time so we're excited to have Lindsay on and get her thoughts and her take on kind of the b side of can that i think we're hoping is going to turn into the a side of can moving forward with that we'll be right back my dad works in b2b marketing but i never really knew what that meant then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big mql man Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hi, guys. We're back, and we've got three young guns and representing the coolest peeps and the peeps you should know at Cannes. Welcome to the studio, David Jacobson. Hi. Joshua Noah, who is calling in all the way from California. Thanks for getting up early, Josh. <laughs> of course. Good morning. And Janina Lagamandone. All right. <laughs> some that? spice at the end. Oh, yeah, I like some it. Spice at the end. So you guys were a part of the HP More Like Me program at Cannes. Tell us about it. Um, so the program is an initiative by HP to challenge their AOR agencies to focus on diversity. Um, that includes um, gender, ethnic, um, just diversity overall. Um, I think there's some pretty staggering stacks of like the way that, you know, we sort of like to call it sort of can so white um, and getting more folks not only to can, but providing um, mentorship throughout the year um, in terms of how we as diverse people, um, people of color, um, relate, uh, can integrate um, and move through the space of advertising. And so, Josh, tell us a little bit about the people that you met. What were the skill sets of sort of your more like me cohort? Um, and what was sort of some of the itinerary that you went through? 
Yeah. Um, so it ran the gamut. It was it was actually like just a collective of some of the brightest people that I've ever had the chance of working with. Um, but you get copywriters, you get uh, designers, you have strategists, you have account um, personnel. So it was it was truly just it ran the gamut, and everyone with such a diverse and distinct background, not only like ethnically and and with their lineage, but also within the industry. And so that was that was really cool. So one of the things that made the program very powerful was exactly the way that they did programming. So they focused on a lot of like front end and back end programming. So we would go to a panel, uh, but at the same time, uh, we also had an opportunity to go to the judging rooms behind the scenes and be able to see the process of how people win a Can Lion. Um, we got very close to the work um, and were able to not only meet with people that were, you know, let's say like a creative director from BBDO, but at the same time, like the program coordinator for CAN, who was like telling us the rules and how the program would work um, and their efforts to make the program more international and have a higher reach overall. One of my favorite things was a speed mentoring round that um, Ken Lyons and HP set up for us. Um, it happened at the Girls' Lounge. We got to meet three different mentors from um, all over the place, really, and got to talk about what we envision for our careers, what we're struggling with, um, just kind of what we're, what we're thinking about and what we want to prioritize in our careers. And I think that for diverse talent, those questions manifest themselves in very particular ways. So to be able to bring them up in that setting um, with kind of full trust, confidence, and support was a super important part of the program. Were there things that surprised you? Obviously, you were all first-time delegates, so to speak, to um, what is the biggest creative festival um, in the world. I would like to see like a lot more initiative to sort of bring younger groups in as far as like an education in a similar sense that, that we were brought um, we were brought in and just more so like what we can learn and sort of bring back. I don't think necessarily it's sort of like movers and shakers of the industry, but definitely as 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 a spot of um, education, really. I think it's all about recognizing that there is always another seat at the table and that doesn't involve kicking someone off the table or knocking that. someone off the podium. It's just about inviting more people onto the stage, different people onto the stage, people who otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to step onto the stage. So it just really made me realize that this paradigm of the like mad men um, should absolutely be replaced by like really truly mad women and really truly like maddened people of color that um, are now beginning to channel their frustration into something that um, can manifest itself in progress and optimism um, and that can permeate, you know, not only the diverse community it can, which is very little, but beyond that. And totally. that's just extremely important. There is a business objective on the other side of this, which is that more diverse work is going to result in better work with a very changing population. So if we're going to talk to an audience, we have to start talking to an audience that uh, is reflected back from the work. So Josh, where do you guys go from here? Where does HP go from here? What do they do with all of this? Like they've rallied a community with you guys. They've made a statement and a stand. Now what? Right. So yeah, the um, attending can was just the beginning. It sort of just incited the fire, but um, we are still very much a cohort. Our, our group chat is very much alive and well, but uh, beyond that, we're going to be sort of holding these events with the agencies throughout the year and, and really bringing the messaging and all the information that we sort of 
brought in from Canon and spreading that out not only to our agencies, but the very hopefully beyond that as well. I actually think that in one of Antonio Lucio's panels, um, he had Tandy Newton of Westworld and TED Talk fame um, attend, and she said something that really stuck with me, and this is a pretty direct quote, that we can be in a position where we can use our craft to break down the walls of ignorance. And I've taken that little kernel um, and kind of challenged myself with it to understand how now that I'm back home, now that I'm kind of severed from that powerhouse of 18 champions of diversity, how I can begin to see my everyday work as something that is done um, in an effort to support this higher order ambition of diversity. Taking a step back for a sec on that, um, I think one of the best talking about the work um, experiences in Cannes um, was the fact that I think it's very easy to get cynical about our industry. And quite honestly, this was like the muscles of creativity um, to be sitting during these award shows and just see great idea after great idea is very refreshing and I think gives us a lot of life as advertisers. There were two particular things that that um, really touched me, I would say. One of them was um, a great project uh, put forth by BBDO called Prescribed to Death. Um, and it was a traveling memorial wall where um, every, I think it was every three minutes, a victim of opiate overdose, uh, their face was 3D printed onto a pill and sort of displayed as these large scale mosaics, which I think wow. is a great stunning way of of and i and, and stunning in a sort of like negative context of of showing uh and through an experiential point of view how how deep this this epidemic resonates in culture um and another one through a similar ve vein was with sachi um and they uh, it was a campaign called law syndrome where they um were basically raising awareness on um um, Americans with Down syndrome who have to pick between having a career or, you know, going on disability and Medicaid. Um, and they did this pop-up restaurant in D.C. where the entire wait staff and everybody on staff was um, had Down syndrome. And then they invited lawmakers to this restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, they were presented with the bill to sign that bill. Mm -hmm. um, super powerful work um, that and this is the sort of stuff that our industry at the level of internationalism of can that's the type of work we should be concentrating so on. that's work that's getting into public sector that's getting into legislation that's getting right I mean at the end of the day that's the work that you're saying was the most resonant work absolutely is work yeah. that's actually getting into our lives right and I mean, from a more like from a higher sort of like caliber uh, standpoint for the industry overall, like I think definitely we're moving more and more away from film. I mean, the things that we're winning outside of the pro bono work were things like KFCs, like Eleven Spices, like people are focusing more on brand experiences, on very nimble social. Um, and those are the things that are resonating with consumers, not like traditional powerhouse film. All the work that goes on the walls at Cannes, all the work that wins Lions is a commentary on what our industry is, does, and believes in, and That's a great point. in what direction it is moving. And it goes back to Antonio Lucio's whole intent for HP's More Like Me, which is to change the totality, as he says, of the industry uh, internally on the client side, in the agencies that are developing the ideas, and in the production houses that are bringing those ideas to life um, in the event that it's film. Um, so it really is about like looking at every single piece of a brand, of a campaign, of a brand message and belief and making sure that every single person who 
touches that brand and champions that belief uh, actually subscribes to it. Yeah, that's yeah. Abs- absolutely. I think it was Edelman who published that about 57% of consumers will boycott a brand that doesn't share their or social or um, sort of political beliefs. So I think it's now is more it's more important than ever to really make sure that our brands are being as trans- transparent and progressive as as their consumers. So guys, we play this little game at the end of our show called Kill by DIY. Okay, okay. Janina. Okay. I would kill the imposter syndrome. What would you buy? I would buy Joshua Kissy's tonal. It's stock photography that has diverse representation. And what would you do yourself? I would revive print. Um, I won't give away my secrets. Print advertising? Print or print as a, as a medium as a for medium. Okay. So like print media, yeah. broadly speaking, beyond advertising, but including advertising. Um, I would revive print. Okay. <laughs> Josh, what would you kill? Mm, kill, I think, especially coming off of the heels of this conversation, uh, would be... 6 a.m. Uh, calls. 6 a.m. calls. You can say it. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Josh. No, Go ahead. more of those. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Um, I <laughs> actually, I'd kill um, having to explain the case for diversity. I think that was something that sort of um, really point. struck out to me was the, the idea that we're still having to explain why it's important and why it's effective. Um, and I mean, I'll s- still do it like till the ends of the earth until until we sort of get to the place where we need to be. But um I feel like at this point, come on, guys. We we know we know why it's effective. We know it's a good thing. We know it's reflective. What would you buy? I was actually going to say more rosé. Funny enough, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, I am um, sort of in a severe lack of rosé coming off of that weekend. So I'm stocking up on some bottles. Okay. And Magnum. what would you do yourself? <laughs> Magnum, exactly. Um, what would I do myself? I would go back to can. Actually, I would um, even like. I, I think obviously this is an opportunity that was afforded to me through the, the generous and, and sort of really progressive mindset of the people at HP. But um, I would do it all over again, even if it was on my own dollar. I think it was a phenomenal experience that I would love to do again. Awesome. Okay, David, you're up. It's my turn. Um, I would kill the docked yacht. That was something that was very surprising for me at 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 Cannes that we were actually <laughs> never on a yacht that wasn't on a dock. Like it was like I kind of wanted to go in the middle of the French Riviera. I wanted the yacht to move, <laughs> and it was just like I just don't understand it. I was just like so for everyone at Cannes, like we need more like cruising parties, I suppose, <laughs> uh, just because it's probably it was, a liability. Probably, um, but yeah, just like move the yacht, move that yacht. Um, that's my that's my two cents for Cannes. Um, I would buy, um, I, I'm going to have to go with rosé because it was like, I'm typically not a rosé drinker. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go, uh, with Josh on that one. And it was just like, I think I got a good mentoring of rosé, um, it can. And what would I, um, do myself? I want to judge some stuff in can. That's what I would do myself. Like a lot, we went into the judging room and we definitely see, and, and I think it makes sense that like very, very like high level like creatives are the people who are doing this. But in terms of remaining like culturally relevant, like I know that a lot of people, like for example, when I was in college, I was on the, the GLBT like president's commission and they had like 
pre- you know, like heads of departments and everything, but they always had like a student ambassador to sort of like level set the committee. So thinking if there's like young lions that are going in to the judging room with some of the folks could just help sort of like level check like what is actually culturally relevant or not. So yeah, that's what I would do myself. I would, I would judge can. Love that. Well, thank you guys for coming by. Appreciate it. Thank you. A lot of fun. We will see you back in the French Riviera, hopefully, in 2019. Josh, go to sleep. (laughs) I'm up. I'm up. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. So as we continue our candid can discussion, say that 10 times fast, um, we have a guest who visited us on, as she likes to tell everybody, the second episode of Atlantia. Lindsay Slaby, the founder of Sunday Dinner, is back in the studio. What's up, Lindsay? Hello. Hi, Linz. On the heels, like truly on the heels of Cannes, Lindsay wrote, I think, one of the most clear-headed posts, pieces, articles, whatever you want to call it, about the agency model. And you have been amazingly vocal in the industry and built your business, frankly, on there's a different way, right? Different way for agencies to think about themselves, a different way for brands and clients to staff uh, their talent, right? So can you talk a little bit about the article, what you saw and what you're talking about in your piece? Sure. I think, yes, I wrote it immediately. You can go to Can on several different tracks, right? Like it's all about planning the way you're gonna show up. So you can go and party and be on yachts. It's a minute to forget about everything that's going on around you and turn a blind eye. You can go to the Palais and sit and listen and be inspired. That's a great track. I did that a few years ago. You can set up meetings with MediaLink and it's nonstop and you're just kind of having pitch mode. Or you can just kind of like go observe see people you haven't seen in a while, catch up and try to take a minute to be like, what's really going on in this industry? Mm. And that's the path I took. And I think a lot of people that I sort of tried to highlight in that article. And it really was a different side of what's happening in our industry. On the one side where I think a lot of the, the yacht boating was happening was a lot of holding company agencies, slightly that conversation tone around doom and gloom, which frankly, like, I don't really feel and I don't necessarily want to be a part of it. And I think there is this new group of people. Important thing to note, based on what you guys just talked about, too, is that doesn't mean younger. It just means there's a next generation of people thinking about marketing and brand building and advertising in a new way. And it's full of optimism and it's full of getting stuff done. And it's full of saying, like, the problem isn't Uh, the solution for the problem isn't just going to one resource. There's a million different ways that we as people get things done in our lives through different programs, technologies. Why isn't this the way that we're approaching solving some of the world's most complex brand and business challenges? And that's about thinking about it in a different way. And there's a lot of people doing it and they were at Cannes and they were having great conversations. And I felt super inspired by that and felt like it's not being talked about enough. And in a lot of ways, because those people doing that are humble and that's amazing. Uh, But we need to talk about it because our industry needs to feel it and we need to bring people in and feel optimistic about what working in this industry can really be. You talked about two things in that article, Lindsay, and and this is the thing that I wanted to call Alex on an ungodly hour was (laughs) the people that are on the sideline is where the actual real conversations are happening, happening. which is what this show was built on. Yes. And like when you galvanize that and you understand the power of what's happening around the water cooler, 
you start to realize yes. collaboration over competition. And that doesn't mean get your ass kicked on your bottom line. What it means is learn how to partner with people in a unique way that's going to add value. One plus one equals three to the larger ad industry. Sunday dinner is all about curating the right people at the table, physically, metaphorically. And I think that, right... It's about curating the right people at the table for your brand, curating the right people at the table for for partnerships. As you, as a as a as a consultant, there is a power in knowing who and asking the question of who is who should be at this table. Who can actually um, not answer the question the way I would answer the question? I think that is Diversive one of the thought, right. Yeah. It's 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 really who's going to bring it that different perspective, but also understand the kind of greater goal what you guys are talking about is like an, a, a totally chain a huge change in the ethos of this industry and the way mentorship right has been thought of the way coaching is thought of the way um uh competitors are thought of right even competitive agencies but even competitive brands and i think it uh, issues in this huge thing that we've been talking about for so long yep. which is hybridizing ip right and that can happen with people. One of the things you just said, Alexa, about mentorship, coaching, et cetera, this is an industry that does everything linearly. So coaching and, from and the mentorship top down. Right, means yeah. it yeah. needs to be somebody from the last generation mentoring the next generation. That's right. What, what Lindsay and I saw and what we were messaging you about at Cannes was peer-to-peer -peer mentorship. <laughs> it was peer-to-peer -peer -peer. mentorship. Right. And, and it was yeah. from different disciplines, different skill right. sets, different industries to say, I'm seeing this thing over here. Maybe this can help you over there. Yeah, that's right. And the thing that, and I will, will say, what we witnessed on the sidelines was there was no pay to play. So then authenticity has to shine through. Shine, shine it, through. It's, it's the, the only thing. thing. It's the yeah, thing. It's the and thing, like, yeah. But one of the things that, that was exciting about, you know, sitting at a dinner table yeah. 10 times over at Cannes with this group of people, nobody was on their phone. No. The conversation didn't stop. There was so much. I can't, if I could bottle that energy and sell it on Atlandia.com. And there's like, there's tension in the discussion too, which is really important. So everyone always talks about, yeah, you yes. can, you can collaborate. You can bring a lot of people around the table. They're diverse. And, but as you were just talking about Alexa, when we all sit and have ideas and we're trying to crack something together, you have to have that like chemistry with the right people you have to have That's tension right. you have to push on each other's ideas and that means you've got to figure out you respect the people at that table that's and right. you trust them and there's this camaraderie and friendship that's really important to get to great ideas and it's making the model work right yep. I also think one thing really important with as we're just going to kind of talk about this table that we had of everyone all the work that we put on a pedestal and I think agencies and brands put on a pedestal came from people at that table. It's JetBlue and Infatuation doing something that's amazing. It's, uh, you know, just going back to it, it's Jen from Away's pop-up in Paris that she did as a hotel that had a ton yeah. of amazing brand partners and served for a need. Those are the types of things everybody wants to figure out how to create because your brand is your experience, right? And it's your product. And I think it's really important to understand that these companies have actually built products, right? So they understand the life cycle of what it takes to come up with the marketing, but also what it takes to implement and deliver and customer service and brand experience. Bringing that type of mindset to the table to help crack a brief for you or think about a marketing solution is magic because they really understand listening, data, customers, et cetera. Things that 
to be frank, I think a lot of people on the agency side are craving to they're have, craving. they're craving they to have access to that, yeah. but it's not the role of an agency today. So they're leaving and they're working for DTC brands. They're working inside brands because they crave knowing like what really happens when you connect the dots between what I'm doing upper funnel all the way through. And that education and that role of agencies just hasn't been there. And so we're all looking for different things to fulfill us as creatives or ag- people who came from agencies, as well as who we bring in, I think, to help us crack briefs. I also think, so when you guys were talking, one of the things that Laura and I have been really focused on is we want to bring together like-minded people. So how do you work with people and team with people and talk to people and get that good out of them Um, instead of spending time trying to figure out how to avoid a competitor, how to be the best among the pack? That's not what this is about. That's right. Right. Yeah. I think it's important to say, okay, so we, you know, this article and what we're talking about is bringing amazing people together to think about ideas. So how do you operationalize that? It's yeah. important to think about, right? So if you are a lead agency working on business for a client and you keeping that relationship and you want to do this, find, you know, open up the door, open up slush funds, work on your contract, find ways to bring in the right people early on. So you can have inspiration sessions, think tanks, look outside of your holding company, look to different partners, look to brands, look to some of the people on that list, bring them in and have them participate with you and make sure that that's a part of how your scope is working. Or if you're looking to crack a challenge or your brand that's just ready to pivot and you need bright minds around the table, then potentially it's not about going to one place and hiring. Potentially it is about getting sort of this think tank like model to work for you in a new way. Get off site, you know, s- spend a little money to put the brightest minds on your business and amazing things will come from it. And I think the the crux is always who's orchestrating that. So obviously, yes, like that's what we do, but that's what a lot of people do. And you need to have that person that can get trust from those teams because putting together these piecemeal teams is hard because it's a lot of great minds, a lot of type A people, a lot of smart thinkers, but you need someone who can figure out how to really like from a hospitality standpoint, almost like lead that conversation and bring the people together and extract the right things from them. I love you saying hospitality. I know. It's like, like, no, it's like hospitality of of ideas, hospitality for talent. I mean, fuck, is that the new HR? Mm, Like that's, I mean, that's That's such an amazing way of saying it. As you're saying that, I was thinking how the chief operation officer can really afford a counterpart and a chief orchestration officer. Yeah, I've been saying that for a while. And I I think chief orchestration, I mean, you think of large companies we all work with who have so many silos. And sometimes as the consultant, like you know more about what's happening and connecting the dots than people who actually work there. Making sure, you know, work now needs to be so much more connected, less siloed, more you know, enterprise focused and you need people walking around the company as secret ops, whether they are, you know, <laughs> right? Like putting the pieces together. Yeah. That is important. Two of the things that um I think in, in these leaders that you see is, is very prominent in terms of attributes. One is that they they believe in the brand. I'm not just talking about people on the brand side, I'm talking about people on the agency side. I'm talking about people yeah. on the consulting side. Like they are genuinely 
passionate mm-hmm. about the work that they're doing. This is not a job. There's no distinction between work and, and play. This yeah. is this isn't fully integrated belief system, right? And then the other side is they're a practitioner. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. doers in and as much as they are leaders. Yeah. So th- there's a reason they can get ingrained and have the conversations and you know be able to talk to others at the table and field ideas is because they're not sitting at the top and delegating and and taking talking points and and briefing they're they're living and breathing the thing i I think you just defined leadership like that is next gen leadership and that could be at any age and has any look and any face and anything that's right but it's about the people who are not just uh can sense who can get it done they're the ones who are actually in it doing it as well and leading why have we made management (laughs) actually Depart and from doing, get detached yeah. from the work, which is the biggest problem. And you see it. You see it actually. There's so many leaders who say, I used to love when I did the work. Uh, Especially on the agency when, side. And, it's and incredible. You're like, why, well, why aren't you doing the fucking work anymore? Well, now I have to manage. Peter Principal. Right. Totally. Peter Principal. My yeah. mom always tells me that. I think, Laura, like, it's, I get called out a lot sometimes where people look at me and like, are you working for that company now? Because I say we. So every mm. time I'm talking about a client I'm working with and I talk to you, I say we because mm. I'm a part of it. Like, So what was the reaction? I mean, there were tons of comments that were pouring in. Some of you were screenshotting last night saying that yeah. this isn't a new novel concept. For whatever reason, this industry just forgot. This isn't about reimagining. It's about remembering. Right. And I thought yeah, that that was really poignant. Really good. Yeah. I mean, it, it actually took me back to I've been running this coming for five years. This is where I started. When you get embedded in companies, you, your role shifts. You, I'm a fixer, right? in my life as well as at work. So I'm constantly moving in different directions. And for me, it was an aha moment to see all this and be like, oh, I'm gonna go back to it. Like in the fall, this is what we're doing. Let's operationalize this. Let's get moving with this model more and kind of pr- continue to prove it out. Um, it It's the optimism story. It's just the press is constantly talking about doom and gloom and what's going on with money and everyone's fleeing the industry. It's like, okay, great, What are who's fixing it? what are we doing about it and I think that that was really the rallying cry that a lot of people responded to and wanted to feel that energy like we're proud like we all work on creative ideas you know that's a precious thing to get to create and we're proud of the work that we do and can was about celebrating it right which I I feel like that I go to can right I'm not anti awards I'm not anti big agencies or anything like that like I feel like we all should celebrate the work but the work is changing and there's there needs to be acknowledgement, I think, for what that is and how we're all working together in a positive, optimistic way. It's yeah. amazing to see how words like creative media and context and culture yeah. and collaboration over competition have shown up tenfold in my Twitter feed since yeah. uh, can. And if that is the one thing I know collectively sitting at this table, um, we leave as an impression in the industry, I, I think our work is done. Yeah. But luckily, I know we'll be back in two weeks. So, so Linz, what would you kill? What would you buy? What would you do yourself? We're going to make you run through the game again. Kill. I would kill the current conference format. Yep. I've been to a lot of conferences Love. this year. Oh, yes. Come on. People just talking on stage. I, I, I think wanna, we're going to make it. I want to network. I, I want to collaborate. Right I want to do what we did at Can. I want that to happen because that's meaningful. You couldn't pay to get into the table that Giant Spoon and Vice uh, put together. And that was the conference to me. That was the magic, right? Okay. So I kill that. Laura's really excited. Uh, buy. I have two things I would buy. Is that okay? okay? Okay. I would buy Dirty Lemon. 
I'm obsessed with it. I talk about it a lot. so funny. What is dirty lemon? It's a really expensive special kind of water that's infused with things like rose and collagen and energy. But what's magic about it is the way that you buy it, the text messaging platform that they have um, created. So it's the format in which you buy the product. And they recently just acquired Dexter from Betaworks, which also is like Poncho, if you guys Yeah, I worked with Poncho, yeah. Right. So they bought that. And I think that's, again, product realizing how consumers want to purchase from them. And a lot of brands are trying to figure that out. And I would buy Dirty Lemon. Uh, I would also buy Dojo Mojo. People probably don't know what What's that is. Dojo Mojo. Yes. It's a way for brands to all log in, basically, to a lot of like direct-to-consumer brands and publishers to strike up partnerships by talking to each other and building audience together to do campaigns and email development lists and social camp platforms together. It's all self-service for who brand partnerships. That? The guys from Wine Awesomeness actually founded hmm. it, who is a millennial wine company hmm. who realized the power in email marketing and building lists and, and, and partnerships as the new way of marketing. Hmm. It's awesome. Uh, what's the next one? What would you do yourself? What would you do yourself? Oh, well, I would make the everything we're talking about right now happen more and more and more. And I'm, I have been working on that, but I think that we need more of it. I'm going to put my mind to it more for the rest of the year as well. Lindsay Slavy, thank you. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks, guys. All right, big thanks to our producer. Dana, killing it in the studio today. Matt Turk, Andy Bowers, Jacob Weisberg, all of our friends and family at Panoply and Adlandia. We'll see you in two weeks. Enjoy this one over and over. Full disclosure, our opinions are our own. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilbur Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to Brand New on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.